Well, when we were recording in your basement, we would start this late sometimes. It's true. 10 o'clock even. This this is like a more classic uh, trash delivery. We used to, I I miss, I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, I miss the vibes of being in the basement, it being late as hell. And me being like, all right, time to wrap it up. I got to make it to the bar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those were the Well, Nick was more free to get wasted on those episodes. Mm -hmm. It was a normal world. That that was the normal world that mm-hmm. we miss so much. Being in a basement and I love trying to get basements. to a bar. Saw it in books. I read it on tape. It made nothing to me. Well, that's our cold open. Welcome to Trash Delivery. I'm Kevin. I'm Dustin. I'm Nick. Hi everyone. Hello everyone. Hi. Speaking of NPR, I was just uh, I just tuned in NPR, and they actually were uh, today, which I don't usually do because I was getting my phone repaired. And were they, were I, they talking about? That's not a cover story. You're actually getting your phone repaired. Yeah, that's true. I got my phone repaired. I, I spilled. I, I had a hundred and fifty dollar uh, spill at yesterday. That sucks. You're spending money like a maniac. <laughs> I know. It's great. you're like just burning <laughs> cash lately. Yeah, no, I mean, I got, I'm, I'm being smart about it. I know it might not. Uh, he knows he's getting another $1,200. Well, you're at least, no, at least not. you're not blowing it you're on like. You're going to get that. Things that you won't get to keep for a while. Right? Yeah. Like a bed, furniture. Yeah. It's all those are Those are like things. Long-term that, like, investments. Yeah, sure. I, so I respect that. Microphones and equipment and things. Yeah. Do we have this, uh, just to, you know, be let's be, uh. Totally open about my finances on the po- on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Maya and I uh, have a uh, uh, when she first applied, she had it go to a uh, an unemployment card that they send you in the mail, and mm-hmm. we never got that card. We were just having all this money accumulate on this card that we never got, and we were tr- trying to get through to unemployment, which we thought we had to do that to get the cards situation sorted out. It turns out all you had to do was call Bank of America. And they just send you a new card. So by the time we got this card, we got basically a card sent to us with $5,000 on us yeah. on it. And, and by that time, uh, she had already started accumulating money on, on her actual account that we made. And well, because I, I initially asked for the card. And then I was like, why the fuck did I do that? I should just have direct deposit. That's what we, yeah, we switched And then so I, you could just switch it on the website, I found. Yeah, that, we did switch. But we had all of the money from right. before we switched right. just in limbo. And we were just like... You know, I wasn't attached to the idea that we were ever even going to get it. Right. And suddenly we get this card with $5,000 on it. And I'm like, that's our savings account. That's what we use for the big expenses. The Ikea cool. trips, the, the nice mattress, the kitten surgeries that I can absolutely afford. <laughs> that's why I sold, told the lady. <laughs> I mean, you weren't lying. That's the thing. You thought you were. <laughs> this motherfucker's got money for the first time in his whole life. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm about to probably lose my unemployment. Be- and... Then all of my weddings will be canceled as the second wave comes back in earnest, and I'll be scrambling to get unemployment again. I don't know. <laughs> is the second wave like not just back? Isn't it just? There's happening? never in America. There has never been the end of a wave. That's. I think technically it's like still the first wave because the fact that it's continued from the spring into the summer, the idea of a second wave. Well, but it dipped quite a lot, and now and it's rebounded. Yeah. Yeah, right, it did. So I guess you could call this a second wave. Maybe the thing that's coming in the fall will be considered the third wave. But it's hard not to believe that there won't be, in combination with everyone coming going to school, every, like all the restrictions being raised in general, 
But the school thing is huge. Mm-hmm. That in the fall, it's not just going to, you know, fucking lay waste. So you were listening to NPR. Oh, right. I just wanted to bring up, they were talking about, they were actually talking about something good. They were talking about Cinecore. Have you ever heard of that? Is that the the rehab? Slave labor place? Slave labor place. I yeah. heard that, I heard uh, they did a report about that recently that I was listening to. The only annoying thing about the NPR uh, reports is they're always kind of like, got this sort of uh, tone of, of being like, whoa, how is this happening? Slave labor in America? Mm. I thought we ended slavery. It's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, it's been go- fucking going on. There's been sure. the moment that they got rid of slavery, they, they figured out how to do indentured servitude in prison. It, right. It, it's, it was a pretty seamless transition there. So I, I don't know why they, the, well, I don't know whether sh- they're feigning share, surprise. Sharecropping as well was practically slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's that, the history. Lot. That was history corner. That's all I had to say about Cinecore. I just wanted to shout out Cinecore. Anyone that doesn't know about Cinecore, and there's a million, I'm sure there's a bunch of different companies like that, but this is a Michigan one, right? Is this Michigan one, right? I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's if you go to rehab, basically, or you, when, if you get arrested on possession uh, and you have an option to go work off your, your sentence, I think you don't even get convicted that way. Like, then you just, it's, you go, you, you, you work at this company where you're getting paid like fucking, you know, pennies on the dollar is that the right phrase for mm. uh for your work and they still charge you like five hundred dollars a month rent and it's almost impossible to build any sort of wealth and you, you it's 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 designed it's like a little microcosm of american society where you just like it's designed to extract as much value from you without allowing you to get your feet on the ground or get get ahead at all enough to actually like economically liberate yourself right um what what else, what were we just talking about though? We were fucking talking. I know I tried to talk about Cinecore, but I, then I had another thing to say. I've just got so many things to say. Oh yeah, we were talking about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, did you guys see the the lovely video of Trump today? No, you didn't see it. Did not see it. So wait, is this the one that's being memed heavily now? There's a video of Trump. I almost feel like I should just play it for you guys so you can understand like what we're talking about. Play it. I don't mean to uh, play it again, Sam. Okay, so let me just set the scene for this video. It's basically okay. Let me just play it. Actually, let me just play it for the for the boys, and then we can talk about it. I'm ordering food. I'm looking on DoorDash for what I'm going to eat. All right, here we go. Take a look at some of these charts. I'd love to. Nick, you got to watch. Let's look. And if you look, this is what they were meaning. Yeah, start to go up again. Well, right here, the United States is lowest in. Numerous categories uh, were lower than the world. Lower than the world? Lower than (laughs) Europe? In what? In what? Take a look. Right here. Here's case death. Oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. That's where the U.S. is really bad. Much worse than South Korea, Germany, etc. You can't can't do that. Why can't I do that? You have to go by... You have to go by where. Look, here is the United you have to States. By. You have to go these by these fucking the middle school printouts. Who would agree to this shit? What it says is when you what have dumbass. somebody that yeah. has it, where there's a case. Oh, okay. The people that live sure. from oh. those cases. It's surely a relevant statistic to say if the U.S. has X population and X percentage of death of that population no, versus you South have Korea. No, to go by the cases. Well, look at South Korea, if, for example. <laughs> Fifty-one million population, three hundred deaths. It's like, it's you, crazy you compared to that. 
I do. It's you on. Don't the, know it's that. Jo- you think they're faking their statistics? Uh, South Korea? You don't I, know I that. Because they have a very good relationship yeah. with the country. But you don't know that. And they have spikes. Look, here's Germany one. Germany low, here's 9,000. Here's one right here. United States. You take anyway. the number of cases. Okay. Now look, we're last. Meaning we're first. Last? I don't know we what we're first best. in. As a we'll take a look. Okay. Again, it's cases. We're this last. is like something out of Veep. That's, I, mean, that, I mean, that's what everyone's been saying. I'm shocked that Trump agreed to a speak to an Australian who isn't Rupert Murdoch. What What is amazing about this, uh, really, I mean, I don't want to overstate um, its value as far as, because of course, Trump is still in power. This is this is aesthetic as far as, you know, it's, it's, it's him looking like a fool and there's some catharsis in seeing that. But what really my takeaway was like, it's kind of amazing and almost pathetic and sad that this is like the first time this has really truly happened that someone was able to talk to him in a way that that sent him into bumbling fool mode. I'm shocked he agreed to do that. I know. And y- y- usually he's in a position where he can like walk out of the room or leave or usually he also has a better his persona it's usually like more solid. The character that he plays of confident guy like I'm always right. Yeah, he's flustered there. He's he, flustered. He, he it's He's cr- fumbling papers <laughs> like a fucking middle schooler presenting their book report on The Great Gatsby. Like yeah. Who didn't read the book. He's, he's like, <laughs> he's like rolling his eyes and confusion. And I love when he says like, oh no, I'm doing a, I'm doing death by proportion to um, population. And Trump's response is, you can't do that. You can't change the rules on me. I did, I put everything along these lines. You can't just change, pull the carpet out from under me. All right. Yeah. We have a really specific way in this administration that we measure uh, the, the, this virus. This was and 20 minutes of work I did, okay? <laughs> it's all out the window. Yeah, we. the only metric that we are interested in is the one that we can use to make us not look that bad, that doesn't tell the whole story. And, and then, like, you can tell Trump, it seems like he... Is so you know he, he's he's so convinced himself of the fact that like it's not that bad that like we only have more cases because we're doing more testing that he is like his world is being shattered a little bit right there like he's scrambling like the you can't do that and 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 he's he, and he says like oh Korea has South Korea has the, you know this many million population you don't know that in three hundred you don't know that they're liars the liars over there because I mean truly when you say to Trump oh no we're doing death by proportion of population he doesn't understand what that sentence means yeah no but, he didn't clear that <laughs> but when you say oh South Korea has like uh, this you know million many million people and only three hundred deaths he understands <laughs> that he's like oh shit no 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 that, but that's that can't be true because if that were true that would mean I'm in a Horrifically embarrassing, like pathetic situation. Dude, it will be hilarious if Joe Biden blows out Trump. That would be so funny. Just because, like, can you imagine that? A candidate that has that no one likes might potentially have a huge victory. I, I am feeling a lot of uncomfortable, like Hillary type vibes I'm, with the I, Biden. This is not thing. me saying I think one thing right. or another. It's just that's you know, if you look at the poll data as of right now, that's it, but that's what that. I mean. That's exactly what I mean. It's all I mean it is a <laughs> it's a very polling, different context than it was in twenty sixteen. On one level, but I don't know how. On a much, couple levels, you, the the one, one we There's discussed, pandemic, which is that we know that Trump can be president yes. now. It's not like two big things. an absurdist impossibility that we. Yeah, it's can't. not a punchline anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just think that there. I think that the most dangerous, uh, or like the the, the 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 most realistic way it could go wrong would be that people just become really confident again that 
He can't. No, yeah, that's that, that Biden will win because of all those reasons. Because there's so many reasons to believe he'll lose. It's actually almost bad <laughs> that there's so many reasons. I to also think, think a, a, another way that it could go wrong is like blatant election interference, which you know very much could happen. Oh, very absolutely. much could happen. So actually, uh, not could happen. Are you still, will certainly happen. Is Nick? Are you still ordering food? Yeah. God damn it. We can, Just we, can talk. we can talk. We can yeah, talk. That's fine. I'm taking mental notes of what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, yeah, and the audience loves that. They really appreciate. I mean, I, honestly, you, if I you, wasn't ordering food, I would probably just be sitting here not saying anything. I mean, the bites? audience they crave your sultry voice, so that's getting? all I'm saying. Condado. Oh, Nick does have the smoothest voice of us yeah. because he's got the deepest voice. Mm-hmm. We he's, are like uh, like mm. deep, medium, higher. Fuck. <laughs> deep, medium, higher. I, I like that you said higher instead of fucking less deep, gay more, or whatever. More, you're more say. medium, <laughs> womanly. It's <laughs> like ladylike. Whatever. I wish I had women, women's voice. I, I like their voices more. That's why I pretty much only listen to bands with girl singers. Um, where did my phone go? Okay. Um. What are we going to talk about? Hold on. Oh, God. Trump's playing again. I mean, I deactivated my Twitter again, so I need you to fill, to fill me in. Oh, that's good. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, of course. This is what I was going to say. So, did you guys vote today? No. No, one of my friends what actually... One of my friends is a the poll worker. He, he was volunteering at the Sterling Heights Poll Center. Or not volu- he's working. He's there for like 14 hours. And it's just he's the only one there who's like a Democrat... And everyone else there is just a bunch of old, like, Trump ladies. I can't believe after how much we've talked about how important it is to vote on this podcast. No. You oh, he's, you're doing fo- you're doing irony. Just, no, I'm just I doing was, straight sarcasm. Because actually, I was in, I was near my poll center today. Like, because my, my polling center is far away from where I live. Were you not aware of anyone to vote for? I don't know who to vote for. Really? Well, because uh, I, I vote in Washington Township. I, okay. like, I don't, I, first of all, if I voted in the Democratic primary, it would those people are for sure going to lose whoever it is in in, in Washington okay. Township. It's a so very it's just less incentive. Area. I where the, in my district it was whoever is uh, the real race is more so the primary. Yeah, I fe- I, f- I felt bad, in, but then I was she like, vote for oh, Rashida Tlaib. Didn't matter. Rashida Tlaib was not on. Oh, where were you voting? Uh, just District Four, Hamtramck. Okay. I, I, I looked. For, I thought she was gonna be on my ballot. I mean, that's one thing. There were signs out like at my, at the polling place at the end of my street for I, her. Yeah, I get maybe maybe you were like at the border of it or something. I don't know. Well, see, here's the thing. I vote out in like on the west side, so it's like I don't mm-hmm. think there was anything for me to give a shit about there. Right. Well, I voted for Abraham Ayash. I don't know how to actually say his name because uh, I because I got a call from a person in the dsa it was like a dsa endorsed candidate phone making works folks i was just like okay sure fine i'll go oh august 4th right yeah sure i'll go uh i'll go vote for that guy and the other person running michelle ober ober hertz or something uh that's the one that the most other signs there's a bunch of abraham ayash signs in hamtramck and a bunch of michelle Oberhertz. and i heard way too much about how she's like a hard worker and stuff so I was not going to yeah, go on that. that. That grind yeah. thing, that really t- it's a real major turnoff. Yeah, like just tell Rise me, give grind. me a simple, concise list of like what she really wants to do, what she believes in. When I actually went on her website and looked at her platform, it was pretty good. But just that, that's you know, it was like one of the first things being like end water shutoffs. But 
that's the dumbest thing. I, you know, it's that Hillary type thing of where all like, oh, wow, you think she's not progressive, but have you checked out her platform on her website? And it's like, okay, technically all this stuff is listed on the website, but I've never heard, I'm not one of her advertisements, not one of the people that have like called me or texted me about her have like said anything about this. Well, they just talk about how she's a hard worker well, and she will get the Joe job Well, don't forget that Joe Biden has the most progressive platform in the history of the Democratic Party. Yeah. They love to like just put words online and be like, we, uh... This is really this matters. This we we how how do you not you wow you think you're you think you're a savvy leftist, but have you checked out the meaningless words online that will never have any uh, corresponding reality? Dustin, just admit you did the sexism. You didn't. Oh, absolutely. You didn't yeah. want to vote for the I'm more more sexist than I am racist. I was willing to vote for the Middle Eastern guy. I had to put that aside to because <clears throat> I just couldn't let the woman win. And that's that. You know, hate to say it. Are you not on that's how I feel. eagerly like refreshing the results? I mean, the polls are closed now, so yeah, I don't know who won. I mean, I don't know if they're like already got the results. But up. if it's Michelle, I'm moving the fuck out of Hamtramck, <laughs> getting out of District Four. You're leaving Hamtown. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, real Sterling quick, Heights. I want to. I, uh, I gotta say something nice about the pod, the pod people. The pod, oh, the pod people, as in the listeners? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I I had this as a note. Kevin visited the, uh, yeah, visited the subreddit, subreddit for the first time ever. Yeah. And I was... I mean, I've always thought this, but I was like, why do people listen to this? And then I saw that not only do people listen to it, they write long-ass messages on the subreddit. And I thoughtful ones, and I'm like, you know, it, it kind of touched me in a, in a way to see that they're... Some people out there who are so brain damaged that they choose to listen to us every <laughs> yeah. week. Or that's that's why I shouldn't come out so hard against fish fans. Is because ultimately this, yeah, the the brain damaged are welcome. <laughs> please, please come, like, come one, come all. Thanks. I mean, thanks, thanks for listening, folks. The viewers like you make this possible. So that's right. Kevin was touched. I, His I was, heart was warmed. You he, all Wyoming touched, you is all a distant thing me. in the past. You kept him in Hamtramck. You all violated social distancing rules and touched me. And Pei Penguin, I agree. If you can find me a Doomer e-girl, that'd be great. Get on that. <laughs> it's up to him now? Yes. They'll come to You're you. You're my agent. You're in L.A., hey, Penguin. You might, you'd be my agent. Yeah, there's a fair amount of Doomer e-girls in L.A., probably. Oh, for, I mean, yeah. I mean, there are definitely a lot of e-girls. And... I think I think almost to require if you're a leftist e girl you're required to be sort of doomer. I don't even know what an e girl is. A woman who is online a lot and probably posts semi nude s- photos. So it was well, it's specifically a girl with a Twitter account on that's that's very online and posts a, uh, a lot of selfies or at least a, an, an amount of selfies that you can scroll through their media tab and be like, yeah. ooh. It's kind of weird that there's an e girl term when it's like I mean just someone who's on twitter a lot which is like there's no i don't i don't hear of an equivalent male term but whatever that's where we live in e-boy e-boy well, <laughs> yeah, i know i know an e-boy we know an e-boy yeah there's an e-boy in this room with us right now you call that's an e-boy <laughs> mm-hmm. hell yeah that's i me. would love to be an actual e-boy if i thought that there was a market for I love that this is on. You do this like almost like every other episode. You mentioned that you would totally. Well, I'm waiting. Start an oldie fans, and you're just hoping for the for us to be like, dude, on the subreddit. I don't know. There's actually some interest. Yeah, hey, if you guys want it, let me know. You got to wool out if you're going to do that. You got to just start unapologetically slamming steroids. 
No, I don't. I don't. I only want to do. Not it, true. I only want to do it if people want me. For Some who people. I am. People like all kinds. That's true. I'm just saying. Wall is is pretty much the model right now for male success on OnlyFans. Jacob Wall. Seriously, is he on OnlyFans. Yeah. For real? Yeah. He's he like posts photos. Yeah. Have like, you seen him lately? I mean, he is fucking roided out. He is <laughs> muscly as fuck. His dad just posted like a horny post about him today. Wow. Uh, well, his muscles like are Bieber like all out, out of, of his proportion, papa? though. They, they're definitely like rapidly installed roid muscles, mm. and it's funny how he doesn't even like. <laughs> he's not even like ashamed that he's obviously using steroids. He's, it's the same uh, style of his, you know, political activism where. He's very obviously trying to take the shortcut, do fake stories, and just fucking kick up smoke and dirt. And does he look like Rich Piana now? Uh, he's getting there, but I mean, that's is his heart four times the size of a of a normal human heart. <laughs> he's nowhere near Rich Piana. Rich Piana, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's a, that's a true a true accomplishment. He's a true five percenter. So uh, let's see what else I got here. Um. <clears throat> do, 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 oh, does do, Nick have do, notes, do, 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 or are you do, do, just do. looking at your phone? I'm just gonna go back to watching that monkey taking a oh shower. Oh my god! You know, I listen. Uh, that Nick's doing a callback to an episode that isn't even out yet. You know, milkshake really? that Khalees milkshake song. Uh huh. That you said should be the end song in the last. Yeah. Uh, I listen. I mean, I've heard that song. Everyone's heard that song, but I like went and listened to it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a fucking Nine Inch Nails song. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like the instrumental, it's just like very weird. No, <laughs> I mean I don't know. I know what you mean, but I'm, I don't agree. You don't agree? No. Ugh. Disgusting to not agree with me. Well, we're not here to agree with each other. We're here to have friction. Yeah, this is a really like a cro- this is like crossfire friction. You're, sh- you're be- Tucker Carlson. Is there a podcast called? And Friendly I'm whoever fire? that other guy was. Friendly fire, probably. And it's like a debate show format. Like crossfire. Yeah, but call it Friendly Fire. That's our show now. That's what this is. All right, you're the Tucker Carlson. Where's your bow tie? <laughs> I know he's no longer bow tie Carlson, ass. but we're, we're, if we do this, we're doing it the right way. Uh, well, I could say, okay. I So I promised I was going to do Randonautica's. The, Did you do one? The app that, um, it, that, bas- that is... Send you on random adventures based yes. on what you want. It, it accesses a glitch in the matrix that 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 allows your intention to to send you give you GPS coordinates to a spot that w- something will happen. Yes, using uh, the, se- the methodology from the book, The Secret. And I'm here to say, uh, big surprise, guys! It's not it's not real. <laughs> Nothing. Happened. Oh, did you actually do one? You said you kind of half-assed it. No, I did more. You did more? I did more. And I just got, each one was, I'd just be so disappointed. I got to the point where I was like, because I started out being a little scared of its power. I was like, oh, I want to go someplace. Show me something cool. And I would go and be like, okay, all right, this is an alley. I guess like technically you could say it's cool. And by the time I was like, you know, on my seventh Randonautica, I was like, show me something evil. What Take kind of, I was wondering scary. what you do with your days. What's the distance? <laughs> Because <laughs> you're not watching movies, you're not reading books. So I was like, "What the fuck does Dustin do all day?" He just plays Breath of the Wild and goes on Randonauticus. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> What's the distance? Like, is uh, there a maximum distance you feel like it sends you? If, yeah, I feel like it's it's probably it's like a four minute. 
like half a mile. Usually. No, probably like a mile at most. Okay. Wait, a mile small? and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know whether you can set it to take you farther. And I feel like it should take you like wherever you need to go to get what you're trying to it manifest. You should send you like yeah. to like Bloomington, well, Indiana. That's the idea. The idea in the, in the, in the absurd hypothetical Like you should end world. up in a fucking cornfield somewhere. Yeah, the question, it should be like how much time are you willing to give this? And I, then it will base you an adventure based on how... <laughs> How far and how long yeah. are you going to do it? Yeah. I think in the world in which this is real, like the, the hypothetical world, the idea is that it's not taking you to a place that, um, that like something that it doesn't matter where you go. The idea is that it generates in the reality a, well, you're really an, buying like an encounter. company line. What did, what did you? What was? What did you discover when you did the oh, evil f- one? Oh, fuck all. Well, actually, okay. Well, actually, one of the most interesting ones. Did it take this, you to this, Walmart. This says a lot. Yeah, I mean, I would have been better. This, 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 uh, this is my most interesting encounter. This is when I was just, I was just trying to do something mysterious. This is when I was still afraid to do something evil. And it took me in a, down an alleyway, and it was an alleyway in Hamtramck, and then I go to the spot, and I'm like, okay, there's once again, there's nothing here. Like look around a little bit, and then I start hearing like kids' voices from inside a garage, like a closed garage. And I was like, "Oh hey, <laughs> child child trafficking? I don't know. No, just it's just kids playing in a closed garage. It was pretty hot that day. Pretty weird to be playing in a garage. Maybe they had like a fan. Probably pretty. I mean, well, I mean, it sounds did. like it's like a thing to do. It's like all right, you you you. You, you put your mood in that you wanted to have. You go there, and then you're going to look for whatever you want to validate the thing that mm-hmm. you you put it in for. So, Question. Yeah. You type in or select some, like the mood that you're looking for? No, you that's, – that's, Or you just say – it says like, all right, now think about what you're – I thought it was supposed to be like psychic. Yeah, no, that's what it does. You think about it. You you focus your intent. Oh, during what? A, really? You yeah. don't even type something in? No. Well, because if you type something in, they might just send you like a haunted house or something or like a known spooky location. It'd be well, cheating. That would be cool. Or if you're like, I want a sex. That would be That actually be a useful app. Yeah, but that's called <laughs> Google. No, you yeah. can't just Google, hey. Uh, you t- could Google spookiest locations in Oakland County. Uh, not everything's going to have a Google result. I'm saying there's spooky places around. Like they might send you to this. Well, let's say this is this, using. Let's a, say this is like there's a an insane asylum, and it's like using like people's experiences, mm-hmm. and it's and uh, it's like all right, people know that this weird place, just an alley, which would not show up in Google as a scary place. Uh-huh. Right, you could start categorizing. You uh, could crowdsource the scary okay, places. Okay, okay. So, like here are a few of the examples of like stuff people found in on YouTube that, and I think the reality of this, of course, of course, the reality of this is that this that. It just you send enough people to enough random places, uh, and eventually there's going to be some just, just coincidence. Some weird's going to find. Yeah. Out. Well, the ones where they like they're finding dead bodies, those got to be fake. Right. Well, no, I those are fake. I don't Come I don't know on. if it's I think it's just like stochasticity. It's just you know you just do it's it's just random. You just do it enough. It's the monkeys. This is in a, that popular that somebody found a dead body just based yeah. on like the numbers. Yeah. Someone found a dead body at their location in a suitcase. They found like a creepy suitcase and there was a dead body in it. Someone was sent to the middle of the woods where they heard a, a little voice say like, "You want you want to play?" But then that person posted another video a week later that was too good to be true, and I was like, "Well, you're faking." There was another one. Uh, like they showed up at a location and there was like, a like. A woman on crack making an evil face at them. I would have accepted that. Are all these people looking for evil shit? Yeah. Well, those are the ones that get featured in the ghost video compilations right. I watch. Which brings me to... Are any of them looking for to get laid? 
I'm again, thank God TikTok, I guess, is not getting banned. It was bought by Microsoft. Why did anyone even think that Trump could ban my TikTok? I'm against, I was against that only for ghost video reasons. Top five ghosts caught on camera. Meanwhile, on TikTok. I mean, TikTok is a faucet of potential ghost videos. People all sorts of shit in the background and stuff. People don't mean to catch video. Any, any, any service that encourages mass uploading of videos, mm -hmm. you're going to get some ghosts. Are you telling me that there's a lot of ghosts in the user-generated user Pornhub content? Oh, I wonder, actually. That'd be weird. <laughs> I just don't think people find them. I'm sure there are, but I think people you're are like just, looking at something. You're, looking you're at not getting thing. distracted by the weird reflection. <laughs> I think people are, you know, they're watching the, the smoke. You don't even notice the smoke monster. Yeah, they're watching the porn part of it, where people people love to scour TikToks for ghosts, apparently. But anyway, that's why I'm glad TikTok is sticking around because, uh, well, of course, we got to get to the bottom of this whole ghost situation. That's all I, uh, I'm going to just rebrand and pivot towards just being purely a ghost guy. No more politics. Good. All right. You be ghost guy. I'll be movie guy. And Nick. The fuck? I mean, yeah. <laughs> what will Nick be? I was watching movies before you were you born. Just watched, you watch the same <laughs> movies over and over now. Uh, Nick will be uh, the hat guy. He's got a so, hat. He's you, what's your thing? He's the one that wears a hat. I'm the guy who fucks, apparently. Yeah, you're the guy who yeah, fucks. According to the internet. <laughs> yeah. According to the subreddit. Yeah. Nick's fucking all the time, everybody. You better believe it. Every I mean, weekend. Well, how has he brought back patriotism specifically? Well, not specifically, but you could at least see the whole country is a lot more patriotic. Look at all the boat parades. Look at everything in honor of Trump. Was there anything like that for Obama? Oh, we, just, we just had a really great conversation while I was smoking. It was supernatural type of shit you'd love to record. And I mean, not, you know, I just, it happens every time we're recording and it's like, uh, what do we say next? Then we go out of the smoke break and we're just talking well, like buddies. How are we going to be clear that I, I wasn't smoking listeners. I want you to know I wasn't smoking. Yeah, but it, I was watching them just watching us and, and frowning, shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> and me and Nick. Joe Camel was there. Or Joe Cool was there too. flowing through our veins, just talking it up, having a great time. I watched. Uh, I watched a bunch of Bill Plimpton cartoons today, and uh, one of them was very funny. It was uh, called Twenty Five Steps to Quit Smoking, and it was just twenty five short vignettes of a dude basically killing himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, pretty, it's one way to stop. Yeah. Went to a film festival once that I believe he was at. Uh, was this in Portland? Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Yeah, that's where he's from. Is it? Yeah. That yeah, that checks out. Where they we watched a bunch of his stuff. I thought. I mean, I watched like a lot of it actually. I watched like fifteen of them today, and they were really funny. They're really good. I like that animation style too. Yeah. It's like very like. <clears throat> yeah, like not as like unpleasant as like Crumb, but. Mm. In that vein, a little bit. Oh, I, I wanted to tell this story. It's not my story, but my friend told me this story, and it made me laugh a lot when I when he told me it. He told me in in um in middle school, they they his teacher for his history or social studies class or whatever, they had um one of those like pick a famous person or pick a, like a you know historical figure, and then you're gonna do a presentation as that figure for the class. Uh, and one kid, one of his, uh, a white kid picked MLK. He comes into class 
and he Uh-oh. he has in black shoe face. polish with him. Oh God! And the teacher, joking. the teacher is like, like uh-oh, <laughs> "What do you uh-oh. have to do with that, buddy? You open carrying that shoe polish right now." <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the bathroom and he comes back and he used the shoe polish to give himself the mustache. <sighs> Just okay. the mustache. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoo. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That, you know that teacher had to be sweating so hard. <clears throat> they were like, all right, yeah, you, you get an A. Thank okay. God. They're like, thank God. You just get an A for not doing what we thought you were about to do. <laughs> amazing pre- Wait, uh, must, presentation. Wasn't it goatee? Or whatever. He just did the facial hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, MLK's famous mustache. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's not like a Fu Manchu. Wait, wait, no, mustache. Does he have I was mustache? thinking Malcolm X. Oh, yeah. I don't Malcolm actually. Yeah, I've, no, never, no, no. I've never seen the picture no, MLK of MLK's mustache. Don't know what it like. yeah, you don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. I'm like, well, um, we're doing a racism. Have you watched Don Hartsfeld's stuff? Yeah, yeah. Those, that trilogy is pretty great. It's good. Yeah, I haven't watched the most recent one. I don't know a if I. Beautiful I, World or Two. There was, one of them's feature length, the other, or close to it, right? And then the other two are like a half an hour, yeah. maybe. But his stuff's really good too. It's all. I mean, it's. I usually don't like stuff that's that crude, but it's right. It's it's it's, it's smart. Uh, I'd just like to say, speaking of smoking, uh, got you know, pour one out for for Herman Cain. That everyone remember the famous Herman Cain smoking ad? No, refresh me. You uh, where. It's it's like campaign manager just talking about how like Herman Cain's the only one that's gonna do the good stuff for America. But then it cuts to at the end of that a a, a, a shot of him taking like a slow motion drag on a cigarette <laughs> and then staring at the camera. And then it cuts to that Herman Cain image that I'm sure you saw posted when he died, where he's got that he's got a flat face and he turns to the camera and then he smiles. Yeah. And it says like Herman Cain 2012, and that's the best political ad that was ever made. So. That's why I respect him. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm trying to think. Like, have when is a pre, when's the last time a president presidential hopeful like was open about smoking? Was like Obama for, smoked? Did he? Mm-hmm. He wasn't open about it though, was he? Like, did I he mean, ever include it? In his, a, that, like, did he ever like include he it? He talked about a, how he was trying to. I think it came wow. out, and then he was talking about how he was trying to quit. And they're always saying, well, yeah, "Oh wow, it, it looks bad." The it's Obama presidency, smoke. no scandals, no you know stuff. Wore a tan suit and he smoked. Yeah, I yeah, saw it was like a whole thing, right? Like first term, anyway. Like where he would like sneak a cigarette like outside the White House and oh. shit. Incredible. Like there, there, there was like a thread uh, that this person. I made. saw that. Actually, it's uh, that person. And I I canvassed with her. Wait, what's, the, what's the thread? Uh, when she was in she was in Michigan and we canvassed together. What's really? The yeah. Um, what's her Twitter handle? Uh, I forget her Twitter hand- handle, but she goes by Asha E. S-H-A, I mean, that's her name. Um, and, yeah, it was a good Twitter thread about how the just, like, the first days of the Obama presidency, he immediately starts drone striking people. He immediately starts, like, negotiating for cheaper labor conditions in, like, Malaysia or whatever. I don't remember. Every, you know, he, he extrajudicially kills a 16-year-old American citizen. And I think we had a different... Th- I think we were looking at oh, different okay. threads. Well, and then, and then you had... Uh, <laughs> there were people in that thread posting, like, uh, about... How Obama had no scandals, and it's just like, did you? But there's the thread to read. Those uh, aren't scandals. The sca- the, yeah, no. they weren't scandals because no one cared. <laughs> That's, and the, the 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 defense the person had was, uh, wow. And guess what? He never got caught breaking the law. 
No, no, the problem here is that Obama... Yeah, the problem is Obama didn't have scandals. He should have. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Just because there weren't scandals didn't mean he didn't do things that weren't worthy of scandals. <laughs> no one cared about all the awful shit he was doing, so he was a good president. He was too busy watching Parks and Rec and jerking off to, mm-hmm. to doughy Chris Pratt, okay? We got the new future. We got the good black president. Everything's good now. And we're going to go to college. Uh, you know, today is the big man's birthday. So Obama? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Well, I actually, bur- I guess a, we shouldn't say anything bad about him. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Okay. Happy birthday, Obama. <laughs> the bungler. No, I, the thread I was looking at was like a bunch of videos of him talking. Just saying bad stuff? Just saying whatever. Well, no, the first couple were him was him on the campaign trail talking mad shit about Hillary Clinton. Oh, like, I Throwing shade at Hillary Clinton. And I like fell in love with him for a minute. That, well, that's I was like, God damn it, he's fucking smooth. He is so good. He is so good. He's got to be the most charismatic. He's probably the best. He might have been politician. the most charismatic yeah. president in ever. Low bar, especially yeah. Democrat. I mean, like people. That's why the Democrats are just fucking fixated on him. Is because he's the only he's one so, that truly he's so is like, like like good. He's good at talking. Yeah. He's really good at talking. <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell of an order. It, I mean, that's also in that race, the, you know, the, 20, uh, 20, the 2008 primary. And it, it, people, of course, love to talk about how Bernie ran this, like, scorched earth uh, campaign against Hillary Clinton. And, and, and no one would be that disrespectful in the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. And, and how Hillary was, her campaign was doing all kinds of racism and shit. Yeah, and Obama was overtly being like, Hillary fucking sucks. Like, look at all this right. horrible shit. She, like, he was, like, saying... He's, like, making fun of her for, like, saying that she likes to shoot guns or something. In, this, <laughs> in the one video that I saw. She's running around talking about how this is an insult to sportsmen. She's, how she values the Second Amendment. She's talking like she's Annie Oakley. Hillary Clinton's out there, you know, like she's out in the duck blind every Sunday. She's packing a six-shooter. Come on. She knows better. That's some politics being played by Hillary Clinton. I want to see that picture of her out there in the duck blind. <laughs> You know, come on. The, the prayer thing is that people look to the fact that he ended up bring, bringing her into his administration and then endorsing her later on is like, oh, look at his magnanimity. Uh, and it's like... He's a uniter, not a divider. No, that's a fuck. Wait, you're wait. a fucking loser, dude. Point the, point the mic towards your mouth. Sorry. You know, not that you're holding it like a like a like an ice cream cone. You're holding it like a best man. You want to know like a father of the bride. You want to know? You don't hold it. Yeah, it's not an ice cream cone. You're not. You're not. You're not trying to blow. Uh, you're not trying to start a jug band with a microphone. <laughs> you're you're pointing it towards your mouth. When I was at NYU, uh, at the end of the the the, the term, our the the class the screenwriting class like gave out awards to each other for like you know whatever like personality things uh what, my, like high school yearbook shit yeah mine was i uh be, because people saw the way that i like ate an ice cream cone which i like ate it like 
Uh-huh. Where it looked, like, it I've, seen, like I was, I've seen you eat ice cream. It looked like I was for, sucking for, a dick. For just okay? the listeners, he just mimed being a freak. <laughs> it just looks like I'm sucking a dick. He <laughs> looked like he should have been an extra in the Little Wayne video for Lick It Like a Lollipop. <laughs> yeah. So my award, even though everyone else got like good awards, like, you know, like funny or cute or kind, I got best ice cream eater. Because they just like to make fun of me when I ate ice cream. How often were you... Okay, so you're in screenwriting They saw class. this happen one time. You're in screenwriting class and you're just eating ice cream no, cones? it happened one time. <laughs> you brought an ice cream cone no, to class? No, 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 They, they saw, saw you out in the wild? Yes. We were all in the same dorm, so... Undergrad. Oh, this was a special program, so it wasn't... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like special needs? Nice. You got to cut that out. <laughs> oh, boy. You also that, was, that was ableism. I just did an ableism. Like, I, you know, the, the, That's the, the, not good, man. The audio I would have been voted most likely to say something that needed to be deleted or getting <laughs> most likely to be canceled. Yeah, yeah, you guys all see how I'm pointing the microphone at my mouth like it's a gun? My microphone is pointed at my fucking but mouth. Point? No, like, I mean, it, yours is better. See this? It's I'm like, not doing that. Go I don't have that kind of upper body through strength. Through the back of my throat. I don't I have uh, that upper body strength. So oh if your microphone God. was to ejaculate, it would shoot straight down your throat? Yes. That's what you're going not for. Not like up your nose? Exactly. That's what you're going for. Perfect. That's a perfect analogy. Right? Kevin? You want the load to make it into your throat. So Kevin is now laying down. <laughs> <laughs> the only way that he can apparently work this, <clears throat> this mic technique. So I okay. work best on my back. Okay, I mean that is a much better mic technique. So, so did you have you been keeping your dream journal like we so, talked about? No. I mean, I, I I remembered my dreams from last night. I sucked Rita Hayward's toes. Sweet man, <laughs> it's great. What a cool dream. But think about it all day. Was I talking to you about this? About sucking toes? No, about how my dreams have become some like a lot of them have become so mundane. That when I wake up, or like not even when I wake up, just like in life now, I can't remember where the dream ends and reality begins. Something like that. You know that like where know. I can't remember if like oh did that happen in a dream or did I did that happen? I have had like that now like too, reality yeah. and my dreams are just bleeding together. I've had that too where I like buy shit that I thought I got at the grocery store or something, or sure. I'm just like oh yeah I thought I had eggs, but uh, shit like that. No, I don't. Yeah, shit like that. Uh, I also just last night had a dream uh, that my new baby kitten was a tiny mouse that I lost forever. <laughs> so just uh, kittens. Stra- Cause I keep losing this kitten, not like losing her, losing her, but you know, she finds places to like hide and I just go through like a whole emotional episode each time. I'm like, she's in the wall. She figured out a way to get in the fucking wall. Well, when we first moved into the house, uh, that we're in now, uh, Kiwi RIP, God bless. Uh, got into the walls. Yeah, it happened. Of this it's not over a hundred year old house, and was in there for like two days. And I thought she got out and ran away and, or died or something. How did you get her out of the wall? Jeff was like, "She's in the walls. I can hear her in there." <laughs> That's the worst. And then she eventually just, she eventually like just came out. And she was, so this was a totally like stark white cat, right? Like very, she all like sooty. She was gray. She came out gray. Oh my God. And we had to give her a bath because I was, because we were thinking like, we don't know because if she cleans herself, we don't know what that dust all over her is made of. Oh yeah. She just like licking up, uh, asbestos or whatever. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's no asbestos in that house, but like, 
formaldehyde. I don't know what's in a house. Who the fuck knows <laughs> what was in her fur? And we had to like straight up bathe her. God bless Jeff, man. He he held her well, or I held her, whatever. He Bathing helped. a cat is not an he easy task. He helped me. It was insane. Like my, and she was so they're so miserable afterwards. They just walk around shaking all their limbs, like trying to get all the water off. And they like look so oh. t- they look so tiny, and they feel betrayed. Too. Oh yeah, like they're like you just what the fuck? Yeah, did they you look at you like like, like you, like you've done a horrible evil yeah. to them. Like, do you know that you're crazy? Right. I was. I trusted you, <laughs> and you like you like went totally nuts and shoved me underwater, and like you turned into a demon. Yeah, but also, we and we're supposed to have a relationship. Fucking dirt off her. <sighs> yeah. So she wouldn't die right yeah. away. I recently, I gave my cat, my my big boy cat, the son of the cat that was, you know, bo- she, the cat that was born on my porch, uh, and he grew giant, and I gave him probably his last bath ever, ever like two months ago, because it just, Jesus Christ, he turns into like, it was like a giant shark or something, where he just like, I'm holding him down, he's like flipping around and slamming his head into the walls of the tub and yeah. banging it on the faucet, and I'm like, I can't. Do this to you, like I guess you Why just were you have giving to be him dirty. Because he got really dirty. He was I don't remember what so dirty? the fuck happened. He just got he did got he dirty. Poop, poop, he was outside. Did he have poop on himself. We were letting him outside in the backyard, and and letting him run around. Like I mean, not unattended. Like I would. I gotcha. I would like walk around and follow <laughs> him, and he got and he he loved to get you know lay down in the dirt and the mud and stuff. And oh, Terrence. <laughs> what? What's his real name? T. Oh, T. Is it just T? T, yeah, it's just T. Well, his first name, he started out as BT, which is the abbreviation for Baby Taz, which is he's named after the street cat that we knew named Taz, who was a sweet little black cat. And uh, while we're pouring one out for Herman Cain, we'll pour one out for Taz because... Was that... Was that him? Yeah, you knew Taz. Right. That was was, uh, Rockets, the the mother of this cat. Yeah, her, her buddy. No, Uncle Taz. Right. There was Auntie Bugs and Uncle Taz, and mm-hmm. Uncle Taz just stopped showing up. Yeah. I, you know, I felt yeah, I adopted one of them. I adopted the mother because she had pulled Dude, the genius. You're giving move. me like half a heart on over here. You got to stop doing that. What? <laughs> doing what? What like, am I doing? For the, for the listener, what's he doing? Now that I made that metaphor, it's like oh. the oh the fainting couch. No, the analogy what? about the comb shooting down the back of his throat. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, now I can't think of anything but that. That's great. If the comb is coating the back walls of your throat, you're holding the mic correctly. Yeah, it's like a, like a lozenge. Mm-hmm. A sore throat? I got something for that. Uh, one thing I thought we could talk about a little bit. Um, I read an article from Jordan Charlton, Cheriton. He runs, he runs Status Coup, which is... The outlet that interviewed me uh, on the, right. the one, you know, where mm-hmm. I drunkenly where your hair was the, in your fucking face yeah, the whole time at the Iowa um, Bernie rally. When I just super say, like, tall beer that you, looks like you're going to spill. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the chat was just <laughs> Dude, calling me drunk, angry sip, Jesus fuck. and worried about my beer. Yeah. I mean, we knew Biden. He's a creep. He's a weirdo. He kisses a granddaughter on the lips. We don't like him. I just want to tell the audience what he's talking about. <laughs> there was a picture of Biden. No, this is a picture. There's a million videos of him kissing his granddaughter on the lips. It's just a normal thing. He had a granddaughter so he could kiss her on the lips. Um, that guy. Uh, so I, I know that he, I mean, he was around. He, he, he did the whole circuit. I was watching his live videos throughout the course of the Bernie campaign. He basically followed the Bernie campaign like it was the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. And he wrote like a post uh What's what's the word? What Post-mortem? Post-mortem, yeah, on uh, 
on the Bernie campaign and kind of what went wrong. And, and he interviewed a lot of staffers and, and that were just talking, like dishing about what actually happened during this campaign. And one of the things that they were really talking about was Bernie's like magical thinking where Bernie, at one rally, he, he said, at one point he said, we have a million volunteers. We have a million volunteers. And that was based on the statistic of they sent out a text that said like, are you with Bernie? Mm. And a million people responded, yes. And so Bernie had it in his head that we had literally a million. I had that in my head. Dedicated, yeah, because he kept saying it. And no one in the campaign, apparently, on the testimony of a bunch of staffers, no one was able to like tell him, break it to him that like, no, we don't actually have a million active volunteers. And that contributed to them not wanting to hire like full-time paid staffers, despite they had you know, millions of dollars of money pouring in. Like they were making more money than any other campaign. And Bernie and Jane apparently were very frugal about like hiring full-time staffers. They didn't want to do it. They wanted to cut people. Mm-hmm. They were like running like they were still some small operation or something. I don't Wait, know. Wait, do they the, get to keep that money? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like saying no because I'm trying to defend Bernie. Here? I just don't think that's a thing. But maybe it, I mean I I don't know. But Where does the money go? It's not like they give it back. So there was all sorts of shit going on. You could probably turn it into his Senate campaign. One big thing was that Jeff Weaver That's are, I think what it is. That is, yeah. Are you guys familiar with Jeff Weaver? Vaguely. Jeff Weaver is a person who has been in Bernie's orbit. Well, like his right hand man for a long time. This is the guy that everybody was like, this is the guy who fucked it up. Yeah. It will like decades ago during Bernie's Senate campaign and stuff. Uh, Jeff Weaver ran that and, and, you know, Bernie won and he's been an ally with Bernie since the very beginning. Right. And one of the things that was frequently expressed in this inner circle. Yeah. Bernie actually values his inner circle and loyalty more than competence. Mm -hmm. And everyone from the 2016 campaign were like lying in the sand. Jeff Weaver cannot be a powerful position in this campaign. Mm -hmm. So we hired that like Zaid Giuliani guy. Is Mm -hmm. that who it is? I don't know. No, that's another different guy. Fuck. Faze. Faye Shakir. Uh, yeah, I'm just mixing up Middle Eastern names. Sorry. Giuliani, famously Middle Eastern name. No, Zay Jelani is like another guy. But that guy's good, I think. Um, but he, this is Guy Faye. And uh, th- that, that was supposed to be the campaign manager. Faye's clan? In, <laughs> uh, allegedly, he, or according to this, this article, Faye was eventually able to kind of actually become the campaign manager but for a long time jeff weaver everything had to go through jeff weaver and mm. jeff weaver was doing stupid shit like hiring like campaign manager full-time staffers in oklahoma before they had any staffers in like south carolina and shit and it's just it's just it was really sad to read because it's oh it could have been it's a great insight into like they, they fucked up Mm-hmm. They really fucked up. Like the Bernie had Bernie absolutely had the potential to win. And of course they would, they will do whatever it would have taken to stop him. And maybe they would have not allowed him to win. But the reason why he didn't win is not like entirely because he was stopped. And of course in a campaign strategy, you should take into account that you're like an insurgency campaign trying to completely oust the current entrenched they Very powerful they establishment. Predict, they should have predicted that they would pot, that what happened where where everybody might drop out and throw throw their weight behind Biden. Absolutely, and like really, yeah, that's the frustrating thing is like a lot of the conversation around the 
Bernie's like fit loss. It, like it's always like, oh, if only they hadn't done that. It's like that was going to happen. That yeah. was always going to happen. And also, that's like a that's an unproductive way to look at it. That's like being like, oh, I can just blame this externality. That's like the same thing as Hillary blaming the like the electoral college for losing. Mm-hmm. It's unproductive. You can't do anything with that. You have to look at the things you actually could have you done. You look at the real playing field and, yeah. and act accordingly, right? Yeah. We're, we're fighting a war. It doesn't matter what you say, like, about what, how things should yeah. be. They Bernie dumped all of his fucking money in California. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's the only place that he... If he did that, if he did in California what he did everywhere, or if he did everywhere what he did in California... There, you know that. I mean, that would well, have also. Been, it sounds like he didn't need to th- spend that money, in, that much money in California. It seemed like he. Well, I, I mean, it's hard to say because they won California on the backs of all those workers, all those paid workers, right. all that like actual infrastructure that they built that they completely neglected to build at anywhere else. And another v- example of his magical thinking was too a talking point we've all certainly heard Bernie fucking just you know chase up a tree. The idea of the youth surge, which ultimately the reality of what happened was that there was a youth, there was a higher youth turnout. There was also a higher boomer turnout. There was like, but Bernie had this idea that there was just going to be this magical youth surge, but they didn't hire, they hadn't hired uh, full, like full-time staffers on the college campuses until like halfway through the semester, like leading up to the private, like by the, by the time, the way this article described it, by the time that they had actually had full-time staffers on college campuses, Pete Buttigieg had already swept them. It's just like, there's no excuse for that. They should have hired every TikToker. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. You know, they, they, they should have hired they, Logan Paul. They had a lot of fucking money and they, uh, they, you know, they really didn't use it to win. Yeah. And that's the thing. You rem- remember that they had by far the most campaign money. They dwarfed the others. It was not even, it's not an issue. Yeah. It wasn't even an issue of, of campaign uh, finance, like I mean, obviously mm. the other campaigns had the media more in their pocket than Bernie did, but uh, yeah, it's, Th- that's what's truly sad. He lost. He didn't just get fucked. He also lost. The fucking you know both the, things can be true. The whole mm. argument that of you know liberals say like, oh no, you have to take money from corporations and stuff. You have to. You that's how you play the game. And Bernie proved that you could make a lot of money from individual donations just by being a stalwartly, uh, uh, you know, a, a stalwart value candidate, someone who you can trust, you know, that, 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 and, and, and you can do this model where you raise via individual donations. They proved that part and then didn't use the money correctly. They, they, that's, they stopped there. So it's, it's just... Yeah, I mean, well, it's a good thing uh, electoral politics are over, and we're not doing that anymore. There is a relief to the the, <laughs> the Bernie thing failing in a way, just because we don't. I think a lot of people, a lot of leftists in the middle of this, had a lot of criticism for what was going on, but they kept it close to their chest because it's just not the time for that during the campaign and stuff. It's just how much are you helping? Unless you've been helping a lot, honestly. Unless you're a part of the campaign, or you have like an ear of someone that you could make a difference, just you know, just like venting on Twitter about the Bernie campaign in the middle of the Bernie campaign. Well, sure, not, not Twitter. Twitter doesn't help anything ever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it would have been helpful if there were people like working in within the campaign who, I mean, I'm sure there were yeah, some exactly. Uh, but and those were the ones that were. Uh, I mean, the Jeff Weaver thing, like there were apparently there were a lot of staffers uh, on board 
according to all this anonymous staffers that contributed to this article, they were well aware of the problems. And just for whatever reason, the campaign infrastructure, the way that the the powered like dynamics worked in the Bernie campaign, it, there was no getting through to him. And he just relied on this magical thinking that there was going to be a youth surge and that they had a million volunteers so they didn't have to worry about paying volunteers, which is just so counterintuitive for a leftist campaign too. They were mm. like, well, we got all this free labor. Why should we use all this hundreds of millions of dollars we've raised to hire staffers? It's not like we're trying to fucking win a presidency against all odds at the end of the world right before like all power consolidates itself and just allows everything to dissolve. Hey, maybe he was just sheep talking the whole time. I mean, I realize I made people angry with me when I said this in 2016 or I, I think it's worse than that in a way. I mean, cause that, that, that that's a, that's a plan that if, if he was doing that, that would be a person, a cynical plan, but that's a person that like would have executed a plan with intention mm. and succeeded. I don't think that's what happened with Bernie. I think it was a, a lot of naivete, a lot of just, uh, I mean, ironically, in the campaign thinking it was like his time. Because mm-hmm. I certainly got caught up in that type of idea. That like, Sure, like this is, yeah. That it was like. Well, it felt like a moment, right? The, yeah, the, the, that, the, that the stage was totally <laughs> set for him. The, the fucking banquet was laid out. And it was time for us to, you know, have at it. And... What do you think? You think if he stayed in and hammered the pandemic situation, and as far as like you know, obviously this is why we need universal health care, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, like he would have had a lot of great talking points. Sure, I think the thing to go is, at and if criticize his opponent. The funny thing with Bernie is uh, he because one of the things that was going against him amongst the vo- voters who were to be swayed were the ones. Uh, who desperately wanted to beat Trump, right? That, that's like that's by far the, the the number one reason why they went with Biden. Sure, because they think that he's the guy who could win. Mm-hmm. And sure, I'm sure there were polls. Well, also, and, they don't like a left. They yeah, they, and like, they also didn't like. They, the, it's not that the voters specifically, but they believe all the lies. Yeah, it was easy for them. them to be like, all right, uh, Bernie is too out there, too, yeah. too, you know, whatever. Right. Because if Biden's you were actually guy, like looking at stats, there's a reason to believe that. He was a better chance. Yeah. To beat Trump, well, though. Bernie's rise to power, like you know, rise to prominence, and uh, his ability to win was uh, was both fueled by Trump, kind of the conditions that are, that 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 helped to rise uh, Trump are the same. That it could have been, I think. But I, I, well, that's the thing. He didn't utilize that though. No, he no, didn't do anything about it. It's 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 part of what made him more res- resonate to more people people who saw how the material world around them is collapsing mm-hmm. they need health care they're no they have no jobs all these things that uh, that appealed to them that bernie said uh but also trump uh the overriding desire to see trump out of office is the same thing that would keep them from ever picking him you know but, what i mean yeah it's like a it's like it caught him in a rock in a hard but, place but that i mean like i i don't think you're wrong about that necessarily, but i think that there's a like gap of explanation there with the 2016 election, Trump was not a well, viable, Ber- and he still ran as basically an unknown senator. And I think you can chalk against- up a lot of Bernie's uh, attention in 2016 to people were glad to have an option that wasn't Hillary. 
I think that's definitely an element. I think that's a, a, a big element. But also, he went harder against Hillary than he did Biden ever. And, you know, maybe that's it was the true one, sexism it was a of Bernie. V1. This time it was too many. And he was also the front runner. Just think about the times he, like, called out Hillary on NAFTA. He called out Hillary on a lot of stuff. I can't think of all the specific examples, but he made a no. I guess he kind of called Biden out, but he didn't call Biden out on stuff like saying he would veto Medicare for all. He didn't call Biden out on the like he 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 wanted to play so nice with Biden. And that was another thing brought up in the article that he, maybe he was sheepdogging for Biden. We had that front writeritis. He didn't want to do anything that could that could shoot himself in the foot. I think that's ultimately it. I'm not like a against the sheep i just don't think the sheepdog thing really is i think that he fucking got overconfident and he thought he, he's got this thought he could do it with the playing nice yeah and he, and he thought he'd been doing that for so long even though i'm just talking well about also i mean hillary clinton's not even like a real senator you know what i mean like she was mm-hmm. a senator but not for a long time yeah, and Biden and Bernie have been in the Senate together forever. And Biden has a a, a real link, to, so they might uh, actually be friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he might feel worse. I think that going he, at Biden than he would Hillary Clinton if he if what you, if we were to believe. I know everybody always says, "Oh, my friend in the Senate, whatever." But like maybe he means it. I think he did. I think that is one of the biggest failures of Bernie. Failures of Bernie too is that he he could not categorize Biden accurately in his head as a fucking enemy Mm -hmm. a goddamn enemy to be defeated uh i mean this is not new territory the whole he should have gone harder against biden but god should have hit the back walls should have got that blue chew and you still got fucking like that's our ad read (laughs) (laughs) and i'm fucking trump do you guys see trump say that shit about how he like will stop the evictions during this pandemic himself if he has to. You see that? No, I didn't. No. Well, he made a tweet like that, and just an insight into the just like dead end reflexive nature of liberal opposition to Trump. Uh, oh no! <laughs> you'd see there were liberals in the replies that were like, "Wow." Donald Trump, apparently he wasn't paying attention in school and doesn't know about states' rights. You can't just force all the states to not do evictions. And and then uh, people would be like, why are you arguing against evictions? Cut off your nose to spite your face, right? <laughs> got to always, you know, always be in opposition to him at all times. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what he says. And the, pers- oh, the person yeah. that I'm specifically, like the one tweet. Uh, I guess maybe Uncle Vladimir wants us to not fucking evict people. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. He's definitely. I mean, he a hundred percent is like worried about losing because he this kind of stuff he's saying and uh, and like staying that wearing masks all of a sudden, uh, tweeting shit like that. Mm-hmm. He realizes he's in a bad position right now, and he's trying to you know say things that are appealing to people right now. That could be ultimately why he does win in a way because. He has to actually do something, though. No, I don't know if, if he does. unemployment does not come back. There is no fucking way. That okay, guy that's wins. that's true. No way. That I hope that's true. But I mean, there there's the goldfish memory of the American public and the fact that they are completely enraptured in the momentary spectacle of every moment and and have you know they're not they're not really viewing things outside the context of what they're feeling in the moment while watching stuff. Sure. And if Trump starts. Actually, just because Trump doesn't have a, a guiding ideology as far as 
if he starts losing, if he gets scared of losing, he'll just say whatever he thinks is good, whatever he thinks will make him get more popular. I mean, that's kind of what he did in the last go around, right? Exactly. And I just, I. It's like healthcare, folks. It's broken. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. I'm anticipating a reality in which Donald Trump is arguing for. Uh, Medicare for all and the problem or, the difference between then and now is he could say that then as an unproven quantity oh I'll do this I'll do that he's he didn't do anything he I didn't know. actually do any of the things he said but these are Americans man. I know that they're I have, they believe in liberals they the, love Obama and Obama didn't do anything he said I know but like these guys are like dumb as fuck I know but they're I think the material condition is a little more pressing now than it was then like I, I think it's gonna be a little harder to fool people right now about about the state of things uh, when people are going to be uh, unhoused, yeah. en masse. I, I'm sympathetic to that, but also at the same time, I'm like, maybe the people that are the most affected by the actual reality of the state of things to the point where they can't be uh, fooled by obvious lies are just the people who don't vote. And everyone that actually votes are just going to be people that are watching the show still. Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know, the tide of uh, collapse has not reached them yet. I mean that is that's and the that's that's the only way Republicans can ever win anymore is if at that in voter suppression. Yeah, course, yeah. Um, that I mean, that to me is the bigger concern. Considering how much there's, you know, uh, how weird this election is going to be for a lot of reasons. You know, uh, uh, Trump's blowing up this whole thing about you know uh, mail-in voting, and it's like, yeah, I'm not actually concerned about the mail-in voting uh, uh, being rigged for Democrats. I'm concerned about it that you guys uh, out losing a lot of people's votes you know what i mean like i'm i'm way more concerned about them using it uh against the other way uh but the old bait and switch old, yeah well i gotta go to the bathroom so right you Have guys chat it up chat it up cut it up peter murphy kind of want to watch memento again too <laughs> He's on a Nolan. Yeah, that's what our fans actually want to hear, not this bullshit we've been talking about. That's true. <laughs> like, oh, cool, another uh, postmortem on the burning campaign. Yes. In fucking Definitely want to listen to a fucking half an hour of that. In August. Right. Like, he lost. Get over it. So, ladies and gentlemen, grab your rationed popcorn, step out of the bread line, and listen up. Because today, I'm explaining why Bernie Sanders is a total idiot. Well, I'd like to be clear that my favorite of the Disney remakes was there were no ancient giant fucking monkeys. There were ancient giant everything's. I am pretty sure that's not true. There were mega 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 fauna monkeys. Yeah, there were mega fauna monkeys, mega fauna alligators. You know, of course, we all know about them. Yeah, but that's reptiles, baby. We're talking mammals now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Australopithecus. Is that a thing? Is that my making that up? Isn't that like a bird thing? Okay. Mammoths were mammals. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. What were mammals? Take that. Mammoths. Mammoths were mammals. Okay, I'll give you that. Eat shit. But also they weren't as big as King Louie in fucking Jungle Book. Yeah, they were. No, they I weren't. I don't think they were 100 feet tall. I don't know if he was 100 feet tall, but he was like 50 yeah. fucking feet tall. And he mammoths a... were not that big. Are you trying to say mammoths were kind of small? And He's probably like 25 feet tall. Louie? Yeah. Okay. He's in a building. A mammoth is 25 feet tall at least. 
That might be true. Maybe. Remember how we were supposed to get mammoths? This is a very Maybe. tired thing. Maybe. You know, people on Twitter are always like, oh, yeah. They they yeah, how they're going to make mammoths yeah. out of the DNA or whatever, Jurassic they, Park style. Recently, people were like retweeting an article from 2015 that was like, we're going to get dinosaurs in two years or by, yeah, by 2020. And people were like, oh, cool. Well, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, we'd probably have dinosaurs. Probably would. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, they're 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 recreating how the great would cords that be? of mummies, so that we're almost there. How amazing would it be if a fucking T Rex or some shit just got loose during? I all mean, this? obviously, let's do it. They would they would just fucking shoot it with a missile. They, they would, would kill yeah. it. No, but I mean, like that's twenty twenty man. You didn't know it could get topped, but oh, here's the fucking yeah. dinosaur for you guys. That's what actually sick. happened in Beirut today. That would be there was sweet. a T Rex lab. <laughs> And they had they had went into ultimate like fail. Oh damn! Override. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. They had All to blow of the it underground up. Underground T Rex. Yeah, it was there were a bunch of like underground T Rexes in like cryonosis for like frozen state, and they started to break out in the override. The only way to, to get rid of them was to fucking like nuke the warehouse. Well, they did just start shooting Jurassic World three today, so that could be a sink. <laughs> they could have been trying like, to up the ante with real dinos. Yeah, with Jurassic World three, we're going practical. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the practical effects. So practical, it's real. That explosion is. You guys seen this? Fucking shit. insane. I kept. I was obsessed with like not to be like a gawker but i guess to be a gawker just because Dude, i haven't seen that many waves. videos holy of explosions shit. that big shit. reported like and you can watch a hundred different angles of this fucking explosion incredible they all start with well because it was already smoking yeah there was a lot of so a bunch of people were already were like already fucking it. like yeah like what's that and at that time there were still like cars literally right next to it driving on the highway everyone's like oh wow there's like a lot of smoke and tiny explosions coming out of this building and then a fucking nuke goes off essentially like and you can watch these crazy videos of the explosion happens and you see the fucking clouds and smokes like like a whole orb forms of smoke and it flies outward you can watch a video of a guy who's on the street right next to it and everything just fucking explodes around him and i don't know if he's okay and then there's interesting ones that are from really far away from people that just like you can see the entirety of this explosion and Are you they, watching it right now? And they watch the shockwave. When the shockwave reaches them, of course, it shakes everything, even though they're miles away. Yeah. Most of the people I watch drop their phones. It's fucking crazy. Or fell down or whatever. And I guess I guess the story behind this, we're just talking about this very fresh, not knowing anything about it. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be infinite conspiracy theories. Or like, if you're a citizen of Beirut, you're probably going to like... Like what actually happened? You know, if that happened in America, there would be like that'd be QAnon all over it or whatever. I don't. Well, people but, are already saying like some asshole said that it was like some Hezbollah shit at the airport. Yeah, they're gonna come up with stuff. and there and it wasn't even at it wasn't at the airport. But apparently, the real story, I mean, is that they were storing very explosive chemicals <laughs> like unsafely. I initially heard fireworks. Dozens of bags of fireworks were being stored in the same warehouse as that stockpile of ammonium nitrate, which acts as an accelerant in a fire. The blast involved more than 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate stored at the port. Boris Prakashev was the captain of the ship that brought that load into Beirut during an unscheduled stop. He says the government knew it was dangerous. I cannot understand the fact that the cargo has been stored there for such a long time, he says. Watching all of the different angles is is it's kind of crazy only 70 people died looking at that no, it was a no hundred something it was thousands yeah. were injured well it's i i would believe that it was just an accident because like 
that's happened before. It looks like an accident I mean, based on the fact. Famously, Halifax had a munitions dump that exploded and killed a thousand yeah. people. I don't think like attacks so. usually start with like a slow burn bunch of tiny explosions that create a giant smoke plume mm-hmm. and then result in a giant explosion. I think usually you just kind of like do the explosion. Usually just bomb the fucking Doctors Without Borders hospital or the wedding that you're Have you guys kept up on the how the how they're now actually saying that Assad didn't use chemical weapons. Uh, well, I yeah, I've kept in that in no, that it's, it's, in the in the last the, the excuse there, for going there to fuck the with there them. you just said is doing a lot of heavy lifting. There there are people. What is the O A N N? What is that? What is the I'm, I might one be American that News Network. There's or like whatever. the fucking chemical the people who international agency that like does analysis on whether chemical attacks took place. And (laughs) there were two people that were like, I mean, there were experts at the time that were saying that it wasn't chemical weapons. There were two people that were, that were pushed out. There were higher level people uh, that were pushed out from the organization that were saying that there was no evidence of, of chemical attacks. And that's where most of the doubt comes from is from the two people that were basically essentially whistleblowers. Mm hmm. And yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think that. I don't. I, I. I think that has merit. I don't really know how I feel. I guess I just don't know enough about it. But yeah, I mean, Syria is such a clusterfuck. Yeah. That I don't think it's impo- it's possible to have like a coherent like this is the leftist take on Syria anymore. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I think trying to the the whole thing about having a leftist take on Syria is ultimately the po- the whole point should just be there's no American intervention that could be good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether point. he fucking sarin gas his own citizens or whatever. America, you know, obviously we're not... There's no scenario in which we invade a Middle East country and make things better. So let's not do it. Or if give you, weapons to splinter groups and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you were president and you had... You, what, what country would you invade? You get to pick one. Only one. The uh, the UK. Oh, you do the the American invasion. That is this payback for the British yeah. invasion? I'd strip it bare. Yeah, you thought you thought we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? The yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. You're gonna, okay. Are you going to force glass fabric upon the people like the Beatles forced their music <laughs> upon us? <laughs> glass fabric. I like that. Yeah, that that, uh, you know, so that pronunciation of so my I, band name. Trying to make it's it actually fabrique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glass fabrique. <laughs> I gotta put one of my goddamn songs at the end of one of these things. I know. Look, kind of shocked. Look, that you don't. Come on, let me just. Okay, the the, ep- the lost episode where I prefaced it. We were gonna put a song for my band, and I was like, okay, guess what? If you don't like it, that's fantastic. Turn off the episode and forget that I have a band, or you can start. You can think that you can like me less after you hear my song. You don't like that's per- that's great. I like you less already. That's perfectly valid. As long but as you put it at the end, it's fine. Put it at the end. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm just being. Oh. I'm just being. Yeah. He's just being a little adversarial. He's being a little troll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm shit posting. That's what we're I'm all do trolls. From now on. But you know, I might put a song. I might put one of my songs because guess what? I'm about to release a music video. Whoa. Yep. Shot in quarantine. Yep. Shot in quarantine. Shot in my apartment. Are you cats in it? The concept being me playing drunkenly in my living room. So pretty true. Is, are your other bandmates going to be in this? <laughs> oh video? yeah, they're in it. Yeah, we set up the drum set. We set up everything. I wanted the cats to be in it, but of course, you know, you start playing, the cats leave. So, 
I'm going to get some shots with the cats, I think, when I ultimately release it. Um, but the video, the video that will be coming out before then is a video for a song called God Complex, which is not written by, or sung by me, so it's much easier for me to advertise it as a very good song. Patrick wrote it. Beloved Patrick, dear friend of mine, friend of the pod, bandmate, my Paul McCartney, my little Paul. You oh, know, you're, so you're John? I, of course, of course I am, you know? <laughs> What's the point of having a, a detached fantasy of yourself if you're not, you know, don't <laughs> indulge? I feel like I might quit this podcast if we don't stop talking about the Beatles. We're not, we're every, not talking every, about the Beatles right now. We're talking about episode. me. I don't think we should. I don't. I don't want to hear the word Beatles. I didn't say well, during a record. That's part of his yeah, identity. Come on. Like forever. It's like what? We're not allowed to talk about hats anymore because you like hats. Well, <laughs> Beatles, trying, the Beatles are as integral to his identity like. as that fucking is, beer is to yours. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about beer anymore and drinking. Beatles are my beer. Fine with that. Uh, no, we should still talk about. You know, one day I dream of us, of you and me, Nick. Uh, you know really sorting out our our issues and with and the beatles it, no with the beer <laughs> with the drinking and being able to lay it all tell all of our horrible drinking stories oh my god <laughs> which <laughs> we we can't do i guess when we're in the midst of it but you know one day we could do it that's what aa is for not a podcast that's what dopey dopey yeah well i'm not dopey and i wouldn't go on it if i if they would invited you, me really you would never in a scenario what if in a magical world where we uh we're sober. The only way my stories are getting beyond my f- close friends is in a like a Carl of Nosgard type <laughs> situation where I write a book. Because <laughs> you know, I actually I edited out our um, early on. We told the story of the time that I ended up in a train yard in the rain at three a.m. after a blackout. Mm-hmm. You know, and you were sleeping on someone's porch in Antramic. I wouldn't say sleeping. I would just say not recording. Just, <laughs> I wasn't sleeping when I when I came to. I didn't. I wasn't. You were curled up. I wasn't curled up. I was standing in the oh, rain. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were sleeping, but I ended that story recording. out because you know, listening to it, I was just not making memories. Listening to us tell that story while drinking was just. I was like, huh, this might be more sad. <laughs> than it is. Uh, I, don't know, I survived it. Entertain. Yeah. Hell yeah, and it did make us stronger. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to put my band on this on the episode. Yeah, go for it, man. I don't give a shit. Fuck off. It's my band. It's all it's my thing. It's what I do. You know? I make a song. I shit it out into the void. I hang out with my buddies. Do some dabs. We do some dabs. Patrick comes over and he's like detached from reality and 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 and, and silent and kind of sad. And and then he does a dab and I start playing a new song and he plays the perfect bass part. And that's why we love Patrick. Do you want me to eat a peanut butter and jelly when I get home? Yeah. Pretty excited. Are for you going to make it yourself? No, it's an uncrustable. That's what I was wanting. I was like, are you going to pull an uncrustable out of the, out of the free, out of the fridge? Oh, my dog's going to make it. <laughs> what kind of jelly? A strawberry jam. Jam? Yep. Nice. I love strawberry. Strawberry jam's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, wow. What kind of peanut butter? Smooth? We're all strawberry creamy, boys? Creamy or chunky? Uh, or I believe I have creamy right now. 
I used to prefer chunky. I think I'm a creamy guy now. I, can I don't go like chunky. It depends on the application. Yeah, I don't like chunky for a PB and J. Do you ever put chocolate chips on a PB and J? Like I've, semi-sweet morsels. I've done it before. Yeah, it's good. good. What about a? Uh, Do you like, ever uh, a peanut butter banana? Do you ever uh, grill your PB and J? Oh, like a panini style. I feel like I've asked this before. No, you just I've, put it like in a frying pan. I've toasted it before. Like I've did it on toast, but I've never grilled it. Dude. I mean, if you do a panini style or, you know, just grilling, it would work. Peanut Dude, butter, me- banana, Peanut and butter honey, gets all fucking melty and shit. It's the best. Peanut butter, banana, and honey. I mean, it's like that's a. You got to put honey on your grilled cheeses, too. Pro tip. I don't have any honey, so. Oh, the grilled cheese? I mean. <clears throat> you don't need any honey. You're sweet enough. Thanks. He's fucking cat calling me. You know, Kevin you're bullied like, You're our me. Winnie the Pooh. My boss is making me uncomfortable. Earlier when we were going to the bathroom, I'm coming out of the bathroom <clears throat> door, and Kevin's coming towards it, and I open the door, and Kevin tries... He scares me. He bullies I me. I did. So I'm the pod beta, once again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a little too tired to be alpha right now, but... That's what once makes- I have this PB&J in me, though, whew, I'm gonna <laughs> then you're gonna. I'm gonna watch Pale Joey. Fall asleep with PB&J crumbs on your no, chest. No, I'm gonna watch Pale Joey, read a Hayworth movie, and hopefully, I have another dream. It's the one you DVR'd. No, I watched. That was Down to Earth. I watched that yesterday. It was quite good. Did you guys see Trump say nobody likes me? It can only be my personality. <laughs> He's really in his feelings right now, man. <laughs> Trump's killing it these days. <laughs> He's in a whole new era. <laughs> this is the, I mean, this is the funniest he's been just because he's like, because he's sad. He's yeah. like, he's trying so hard right now. Because the comedy actually comes from him like fucking up. Like before so long, the funniness of Trump was his just absurdly exaggerated confidence in the face of what a dipshit he was and him still getting away with it every time. It would just become like darkly funny. And now we've got this wonderful new version of funny Trump where he just, is fucking, he's just, just like shriveling up. Yeah, I'll say that's. I mean, that's my problem. Like with Adam Sandler is, uh, I don't like Adam Sandler. I don't think he's very funny in his comedies because his characters are always too cool. They're too. Uh, I mean, in his early ones, they have problems, like in like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. But by the time he gets to the Cobbler, that but, guy is too cool. But once you're like, once he like became a big star in the stuff like you know, like the Zohan and the fuck and the I know you pronounce you Chuck and Larry. His characters are always like way too confident, cocky, cool. They always have cool jobs, hot wives, and it, it's it's not like you can't be funny to me that way. You have to have you have to be fucked up to be funny to me. You have to be self deprecating. You have to be like a Woody Allen type. You can't be like. Hot shot and be mm-hmm. funny. So Trump's funnier to me now that he's like clearly playing for you attention. You have to fuck kids to be funny to Kevin. Yeah, I mean, fuck. He fucked a kid. Let's be real. What Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's get. Let's. We're breaking. We're breaking this on the pod.